And now it's time for the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, featuring health news, opinion, and insight from Wesley Chapel's concierge medicine physician, Dr. Tommy McElroy. And thank you for joining us today. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show. I am Dr. Tommy McElroy. I'm a concierge medicine physician in Wesley Chapel, Florida, and I practice sports and family medicine. And I actually have the pleasure of having another family physician on today, Dr. Jeff Gold, who is the... Uh, he started the first direct care practice in Massachusetts. And uh, Dr. Gold, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Tommy. Thanks very much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for taking time out of your day. I know you have a, a busy day today, and I know that you uh, uh, have a medical student there, and I'm happy that you're able to join us. You know, I get some questions from people all the time, obviously, uh, who say, what is it that you do? And I do concierge medicine, but it's kind of similar to what you do, direct care. It's just different wording down here in Florida a little bit. But anyway, uh, so we work directly for the patient. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you got started doing what you do. Sure. Um, I grew up in Swampscott, uh, Massachusetts, which is about 20 miles uh, on the coast north of Boston. And um, I went to UMass Medical School and then did my three-year family medicine residency out at Scottsdale Healthcare in Scottsdale, Arizona, and um, ended up coming back uh, to this area. And I kind of knew from day one um, from working in the current established system that people know is the norm. Uh, I knew from day one that just something about the whole structure of it, uh, flow of it, reimbursement, payment, all that stuff just really didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Um, but I really didn't have a way of putting in my own head how to how to fix it. And um, you know, for about eight or nine years, it worked really well for me. You know, I was guaranteed a paycheck. I saw my 20, you know, 25 patients a day and I was a good coder and biller and documenter and I was fast and all the things that in the normal system allows a doctor to get paid pretty well um, and do a good job. But personally, I felt like I just was going through the motions and not really practicing medicine the way that I grew up with, with uh, Dr. Brown, who was my old pediatrician. And, um, I just felt like something had to give, uh, spending eight to 10 minutes on average with, a, with a patient, uh, was not, you know, gratifying to me, uh, in any way, shape or form. And nor do I think it was gratifying to the patient, but I think unfortunately the patients have been kind of taught that this is what it is and just deal with it. And my philosophy is how do you fix something if you just keep doing more of the same? Um, so about two years ago, I was actually on Twitter and a tweet from Dr. Josh Umber at Atlas MD came across my feed, uh, something mm -hmm. about direct primary care, which I had never heard of. I had heard of concierge medicine, but you know, like everybody else, I was always kind of like biased that I thought it you know, it was more for the upper echelon of people that could afford it. Um, so direct primary care, when I contacted Josh after seeing his tweet, it, everything just kind of snowballed from there. And the more I read about it and the more I researched it. And yeah, Dr. Dr. Josh is one of the first people that I reached out to in addition to uh, uh, doctors locally to help me kind of understand the nuances of how to start a practice. Yeah, no, he was very, him, Doug, and, and Mike were at Atlas were very influential in helping me, you know, just as they've done with many physicians, um, get the idea to do this, but also, you know, how to implement it. And, and clearly in a state like Massachusetts, where 
the big hospital systems and Romney care and all the other, you know, government involved things that we like to do up here in the Northeast. Um, you know, it was a pretty daunting challenge, but you know, I was close to 40 and I said, you know, what's scarier for me, um, these quality measures and coding and having to see 30 patients a day and being told how to practice medicine more and more or taking the chance to get off the Titanic and, open up, you know, a practice that I felt was cohesive with the reasons I went into primary care in the first place. Tell me something. When you go to work, when you go to your office, what does it feel like in the morning? Um, well, that's a double uh, sword question because I'm not a morning person at all. Uh, mm-hmm. so morning, yeah. Mornings for me are pretty blurry and, and bleak until I get my coffee anyway. But um, it's it's truthfully like the excitement about primary care in general is you never know what the day is going to bring, you know, and uh, you never know what disease or pathology or issue is going to come into your door, no matter what type of practice, you know, you work in. But I think for me, the the levity that I have now is that, you know, I don't know what the day will bring. and But at the same time, I know that whatever is thrown at me, I'll have the time, which I think is the key word is time to handle it or figure out a way to fix it. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, when I come to work in the morning, it's it's like, you know, you, you don't want to seem cliche, but it's like it's not even working to me. Yeah, and I mean. It, it's a job, so to speak, but I love it. And yeah, it's something that, I, you know, that some doctors can reach if, they, uh, if they're willing to take the jump that you did. Yeah, I think that, you know, look, um, I think the system – in general, has completely devalued physicians as a whole, but particularly primary care. Um, I think the general public attitude towards physicians has changed a great deal uh, since I was a, a kid growing up. Um, and, you know, obviously, I don't think the old fashioned, you know, God complex that everything the doctor said is right is, is good either. Um, right. But I think we've kind of, unfortunately, because of third party interference, um, I think the relationships between doctors and patients has been unfortunately very deleteriously affected. And the only way, in my opinion, to restore that is to get the third parties out of primary care. Um, I think, I think they have a role in medicine and a role in healthcare, whether it's government or whether it's a private insurance plan, but we need to start looking at insurance as insurance and not uh, you know, let's use first dollar coverage for everything. And I think people yeah. are, you know, with higher deductibles and co-pays and co-insurance coming down the pike. Um, I think people are slowly starting to realize that it's pretty tough to be a consumer when you don't have the tools or the knowledge to be a consumer. Yeah. You know, like you said, using, uh, insurance for every little sprained toe that comes along your way is not the, the smartest thing. It's, it's certainly not the, uh, the, the most, economical way to do things, whether it's for one person or for a whole system. It doesn't benefit anybody. I mean, that that's the whole thing is it, it doesn't benefit the patient um, no. who's blind to the transaction. Um, it doesn't benefit the doctor who's also blind to the transaction. I mean, we have, it doesn't benefit the insurer or the government or the taxpayers who's paying for it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we have, I always say we have the only industry uh, or business or economy in the country where the provider and the consumer of a service have no idea what anything costs at the time of care. That, you know, not that I'm an insurance agent or broker or a fist, you know, big knowledge base on it, but, you know, the definition of insurance is supposed to be the redistribution of risk, uh, not money. 
Um, and I think right. that what we've seen is in health insurance, you know, which I even use the term insurance lightly because it's not really insurance. It's up to this point, it's really been prepaid care. Um, you know, I think that there's no, as I think it was Milton Friedman who used the term moral hazard. You know, there's no moral hazard if when people don't have a stake in the game. And, um, you know, if I give my 16 year old, if I had a 16 year old daughter and I gave her an iPhone and I said, have at it, you know, do whatever you want with it. You know, I'm probably going to mm-hmm. get a bill for God knows how many movies, apps and, and, and songs and albums that she chooses to download because she has no moral hazard. She has no stake in the game. Um, right. you know, and I think that what's happening now is people are having more stake in the game with, you know, these higher deductibles and out of pocket expenses. And yet they have no idea how to be a consumer. And that's where right. I think the biggest value in DPC is really is from a financial perspective is, you know, yes, you're paying a very affordable, in my opinion, monthly fee to have your doctor work for you both medically, but also help you navigate a completely warped labyrinth of a system. Yes, you're right. And uh, this is Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and I have the privilege of talking to Dr. Jeff Gold of Gold Direct Care. And we're going to take a little break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the things that we do as uh, direct care and concierge medicine, how we do help the patients find the, find the most effective way to use their money. And uh, this is Ask Dr. Tommy Show. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. There's no doubt you have questions about what happens in concierge medicine. More specifically, what would it look like if you did something similar too? I want to tell you about a gathering place where you can find answers to those questions and others and learn just what exactly these types of doctors do. On August 12 and 13 in Atlanta, Georgia, the 2016 Concierge Medicine Assembly hosted by Concierge Medicine Today is a place where you can be creative for a few short hours, explore those what-if questions, and interact with other physicians kneecap to kneecap who've rescued their career and live to talk about it. To learn more, visit conciergemedicineassembly.com. We hope to see you in Atlanta this fall. And this is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and thank you for joining us. And I'm on with Dr. Jeff Gold. And Dr. Gold, besides, you know, we do direct care, concierge medicine, besides the actual service that we provide patients for the fee, we also, there's other ways we help them basically, like you said, make good choices with their high deductible insurance. So what are the, you know, some of the things that you do that helps your patients uh, save money? Um, You know, I just, I think DPC in general is, you know, it's a very high value proposition. I mean, we, you know, any in-office procedure that we do, whether it's a joint injection, um, skin biopsy, EKG, spirometry, um, wart removal, um, all that stuff is included um, instead of having no idea what the, what the bill is going to be towards your deductible. Um, but you know, concrete examples, I have, I have tons of them. I and mean, we just had a guy last week who, you know, is supposedly fully insured, just went on Medicare. So he's got his Medicare, Medicare D plan, his supplemental, and he's been on Gliburide, which is an oral generic medication for diabetes for about nine years since he's been my patient. And he was told by his new Medicare D plan that it's not on their formulary and, you know, they're not going to cover it. So, of oh. course, we fought with them and said, look, you know, this is generic. Give me a break. Give the guys meds. Right. So they agreed for a 90-day supply to $150, which uh-huh. he paid. So right. based on his age bracket with our pricing, um, that's $600 for the year for one med that he's on, which is about half the membership 
half a year membership to us or actually a little more than half a year. And we, by using uh, Marley Drug in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, that does two-day free shipping to Massachusetts, we got him a year supply of Glibiride for 70 bucks. <laughs> That's great. So That's great. he literally, with one medication, paid over half his year membership to me. That's great. You know, Yeah, I, I gave the example um, previous podcast when, uh, when we had a patient that has high deductible. She sent me a picture of his uh, uh, tooth that was... Um, injured by a hockey puck and was on his way to the ER and I advised him not to go to the ER because it would basically, they wouldn't do anything for him. And so we ended up taking care of it outside of the ER and it saved him Lord knows how much money. So yeah, some of those indirect uh, savings is the, you know, access to uh, market-based, uh, market-priced medicines, market-priced imaging, um, ease of access, not having to waste your time waiting in a waiting room, not have to waste your time, uh, not being called back from the doctor. Uh, the, all those are the things that, that we do. Right. If you, how, is it hard for you to explain? I mean, we've, you and I both do this, so we know what we're talking about, but is it hard for you to explain to a new patient or a potential new patient about what you do? Or do you find that, you know, they kind of understand? Well, I, I call it the, uh, the DPC bell curve, um, that, and what I mean by that is on each end of the bell curve, you have a small population on one end of the curve are the people who the minute they hear no insurance involvement, they're gone. Like you're never going to explain it to them. They don't want to know. They don't want to get it. Um, and they just go away and there's there's no point even putting energy into it. Then on the other end of the bell curve, you get the very small group of very early adopters that have been that say to you, you know, where the heck have you been, you know, the past five years of my life? Um that we've been waiting for something like this to happen. And then, you know, you have one half of the bell curve and the other half of the bell curve where, you know, there's different degrees of education and explanation and reading and question and answer sessions that have to take place for them to get to the other end of the bell curve. And I think that that's where a majority of the people fall is somewhere in that middle. And, you know, the statement that I use all the time is this, the concept of direct primary care is so confusing to people because it's simple. Um, right. You know, they're so brainwashed and it's really not, you know, and this isn't to say it in a way that is blaming patients because it's just, it, it, it's been the way that it is. And mm -hmm. when that's all, you know, right. it's afraid, you know, there's fear of change and it's very hard to, you know, grasp a different concept that's co totally different than what you know. And, What's interesting is you would think that the older generation of patients would be the ones that would really gravitate towards this because they still remember, you know, the old days of medicine where, you know, a lot of times your primary care doctor was paid for with a pizza, you know, mm -hmm. um, and yet up here, you know, I think that that age group has been the most resistant to it, which you know, I right. find interesting. But, you know, look, it's I think to some degree people have been broken down by the system. There's a lot. A distrust. There's a lot of um, skepticism uh, about, you know, doctors and healthcare in general. I think a lot of it gets displaced onto us because we're the ones that are on the front line. Um, and it's going to take time for people to start grasping that, hey, we're we're in their corner. You know, we're we're the ones who are trying to help them not only live healthier lives but be available when they need us and help guide them um, towards more cost-effective care. And I think it's just like everything else in the Northeast, you know, it, it takes a while for people to catch on 
Um, everything start, you know, everything innovative starts out West. Well, you know, Microsoft and Apple both started out West, not here. Um, yeah. so I think it's just going to take time, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's definitely some frustration, you know, in terms of the education process, but I, I think for some people it maybe takes, you know, two phone calls or two meetings or an article that they read and, and then they get it. I mean, the other term I use a lot too is a, is a catalyst. I think a lot of people need a catalyst to drive them to a DPC or concierge type practice where um, they experience something horrible in the current system, um, whether it's a scheduling issue, a waiting issue, a bill. And then they finally are like, this is ridiculous. I'm just going to go and see Jeff and talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, yeah, but a lot of times that are- catalyst is when they change their insurance and their insurance now covers nothing. Right. Right. You know, and I always love the statement, too, when people say, oh, I have really good insurance. You know, it used to cover everything. And mm-hmm. my argument is I always say that's actually really bad insurance. Right. Because it's not insurance. It's a health plan. Right. And, you know, it's prepaid. <laughs> exactly. And I think that, you know, some of these people, I think, just start getting dumbfounded, you know, when they see the cost of the labs we've been able to negotiate, you know, what. Um, we don't have a local, uh, imaging facility that's independent. So we have to really kind of work hard to get plain films at a pretty reasonable cost. Uh, it's very difficult because everything around here is owned by the big hospital systems. Uh But, uh, there's a place in Southern New Hampshire that we found, um, that, you know, does $30 chest x-rays. Yeah, that's a good deal. I wish it was closer, but, um, you know, when people start seeing the difference, they're like, Wow, really? Uh, this is uh, Dr. Tommy McElroy. I'm um, with Jeff Gold. Dr. Gold is in uh, Massachusetts at Gold Direct Care. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and then when we come back, we'll learn a little bit more about Dr. Gold's personal life, and then we'll talk a little bit about what is the future of direct care and how uh, it's going to help patients uh, live a healthier, better life. And we'll be right back. When it comes to health care, Americans pay as much as 10 times more than patients in other countries. Isn't it time we demand better? To find surgery pricing and to learn more about our specialists, visit surgerycenterok.com. And thank you for joining us again. This is Ask Dr. Tommy Show. I'm Dr. Tommy McElroy. I'm on with Dr. Jeff Gold. And uh, in the break, we were talking about kind of where we see things going in the future. And, you know, there's a lot of things out there. There's a that are geared towards direct care patients or patients who pay for their medical care. So Surgery Center of Oklahoma is in Oklahoma and uh, they do surgeries based on a cash price and they do a very good job. And then they also have a very reasonable fee. Uh, what are some of the things that you'd like to see or some of the things that you notice in uh, direct care that's geared towards uh, patients that pay and that's not necessarily direct care itself? Yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, the archaic, uh, well, I have to go to the doctor for everything um, so that the doctor can bill insurance and get paid, um, you know, just needs to go to the wayside uh, and that direct primary care really should be the norm. Um, I mean, I've never been afraid uh, to say it, but I I truthfully think that direct primary care can solve the whole medical crisis in in this country um, if implemented correctly, uh, both Medicare wise, Medicaid wise, all of it. but, you know, I digress on that because a lot of people obviously will fight me on that. But, you know, I think the beauty of being direct care and being out of the box is that there's so much innovation that's possible and there's so many different ways of treating patients and using tools. Um, 
that, you know, really enhance the relationship rather than replace the relationship, which I think is the important key. Um, you know, we use tools like Rubicon MD, Twine Health, you know, different platforms that allow us to engage with our patients in real time and con- curbside consult specialists in real time that, you know, we can get quick, easy answers uh, to a patient so they can keep going about their day and not worrying about sitting in an office for two hours for a five minute visit and a $50 copay. Um, yeah, I think so, the advantage it. The advantage that you and I have is that we can offer that because it doesn't have to be paid for by insurance and there's not a code that you have to assign to it and you don't have to get someone's approval or prior authorization or, you know, go through any of these shenanigans. If you want, like you said, Rubicon MD, you can, you can email the uh, expert or talk to the expert and within a few days you'll have your answer and give it to your patient. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, with the technology we have in this country accessible to us, you know, cell phones, smartphones, email, um, you know, what does somebody who has, what, what is a landscaper who has poison ivy need to take two hours out of paid work to go sit in an office to get a script for right. prednisone or the topical steroid? Correct. Uh, it's, it's asinine. I mean, it's, it's really just so archaic. And, um, you know, I think that there, there's such a better way of doing things. And obviously, you know, you still have to use your medical judgment. I mean, if somebody needs their hands on them or your eyes on them, then you, you bring them in and you examine them and you take a look at them. But, you know, sometimes just based on the history and, you know, a couple pictures or images or emails, you could figure out what's going on with somebody without having to, you know, have them take two hours out of their day. You've actually recently added another physician to the Gold Direct Care. Yes, uh, Dr. Carmela Mancini. She joined me in November. You know, she was a hospitalist and for the same reasons, got sick and tired of, you know, having 25 patients to round on. And, um, you know, we're in this for the long haul. Uh, we, we really think that there's a lot of value here and, um, you know, we're not looking to be multimillionaires. We just want to make a decent living and, and practice medicine the way that we think benefits us and patients. And I agree. Uh, what are some of the things you like to do in your free time? Is there any uh, hobbies or sports you like to participate in? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a hockey nut. Um, I grew up playing hockey, uh, started skating when I was pretty young, and I'm a pretty diehard Boston Bruins fan, uh, which unfortunately they just got knocked out of the playoffs uh, or didn't even get in the playoffs this year. Um, but I also like, uh, you know, I like spending time with my family. Um, I, I'm, my wife uh, helps manage the you know, business side of things here with the billing and the accounting and, and all that stuff and his co-owner. And I have twin, uh, I have twins, boy and a girl, six years old, Cameron and Isabella. Um, so I really on weekends, you know, love spending time with them. And what's your weather like right now? Uh, today's actually sunny, a little cool, but sunny. We actually had a pretty mild winter this year. It wasn't knock on wood. wasn't too bad, but, um, I'm also, you know, love music. I love going to concerts. I've, I've been trying to learn guitar for the past three years and you and me both <laughs> yeah uh, that, that's actually probably harder than anything i've done in medical school to be honest with you um i learned uh, about five or six riffs and then i didn't do it and now i completely don't know those riffs anymore. yeah i'm still working on chords so you're you're even ahead of me well you know i'm i'm have too much of an attention problem to even uh, do chords so i just i just look up tabs and then uh, just start I just want to sound like what I hear on the radio all the time. So, yeah. And if you're interested in learning more about Dr. Gold's practice, I definitely uh, go to golddirectcare.com 
If you're a physician who wants to learn about how to set up a practice like this, he's got a very nice website. He gives you a lot of, uh, gives you, shows you where you can start from uh, zero and go to what you can build, and you can build it any way you want. And um, thank you so much for coming on the show test with us today. And uh, what is the what is the one take home thing that you would say to a patient if they're considering direct care? Um, well, I think it's twofold. I think one I would say to the patients is is give it a try. You know, they're, they're, you know, come in and, and talk to your local concierge or DPC doc and, and hear what they have to say. Uh, it's free. It doesn't cost anything to do that. And you may be surprised by what you hear uh, and learn. And if you don't like it, you know, you, you don't have to stay. Um, and, and then second, I would say to the primary care doctors out there, whether you're a resident or whether you're a current practicing physician, there's a better way. And um, I know it's there's fear and of financial instability and a whole bunch of other stuff. But, you know, there's a big network of us that are that are growing across the country in leaps and bounds. And, you know, we all want to help each other practice medicine, you know. And, and, and the dovetail on that, I'm going to add a third one. And that is if you're a physician right now who's considering quitting medicine because it's just it, the coding and all the avalanche of paperwork is it's too much for you quit insurance before you quit medicine and then with those three closing uh closing thoughts i think that's a, a very good summary of why we do what we do oh. thank you again dr gold for coming on oh thanks tommy for having me i really appreciate it keep up the good work thanks you too and uh and if you'd like to learn more about uh ask dr tommy show go to askdrtommy.com and we actually have a new um a new section where we're having contributing writers, so you'll be able to read about uh, healthcare, politics, uh, current events, culture, and everything else. So until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. For more show news and information, go to AskDrTommy.com, and be sure to follow Dr. Tommy on Facebook at Echelon Health and on Twitter at Tampa Direct Care. To learn more about Echelon Health Concierge Medicine Practice, visit Echelon Health online at TampaDirectCare.com.